Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. One of the best shows of the year, according to Apple, Amazon, and Time, is back for another round. We had a big bear of a man who's called Mal Evans, who's on roadie. And uh, I was coming back on the plane, and he said, will you pass the salt and pepper? And I misheard him. <laughs> I said, what? Sergeant Pepper? Listen to season two of McCartney, A Life in Lyrics on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. My name is Chris Moody, host of the new podcast, Finding Matt Drudge. I'll be taking you on a journey to find the mysterious media mogul Matt Drudge, founder of The Drudge Report. Along the way, I'll talk to people who have worked with him, dined with him, and fought with him, taking listeners into private conversations, all in an attempt to get a better understanding of who Drudge is and what motivates him. Hopefully, he'll even sit down with us. Listen to Finding Matt Drudge on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. And uh, I see. I'm just following my orders here. Uh, Staff, is there anybody haven't spoken to... No, I ain't calling on you. I'm calling on you. I said I had five questions. Anita, DOA. I don't understand why he hardly ever has a press conference. That's the leader of the free world. Holy cow. Joe Biden with a just mortifying performance at the G20. So I turn to one of my favorite, who I think is nonpartisan pundits in his newsletter today about the political news between the two parties' frontrunners over the weekend. He writes, There's no doubt about who or what Donald Trump is, in part because the dominant media covers him beyond extensively. The Washington Post, for instance, unveiled a new weekly report chronicling what's ahead in the former president's criminal trials. That's fine. And has a long feature story in the prosecution team built by Jack Smith. So plenty of coverage on Trump's side of the aisle. But how about on the other side? What the Washington Post doesn't have, ditto most of the dominant media, is any stop the presses and pick up the mic coverage of the shocking but not surprising performance of the current president of the United States at his Vietnam press conference held 24 hours ago. (laughs) He called it shocking but not surprising. Yeah. Uh, And goes on to say, and you just heard a little bit of it there. Among the Biden-esque hallmarks, on display during the approximately 20 minutes he engaged with the media, while suggesting repeatedly that his staff had told him which reporters to call on, he struggled to pronounce many of the names and magically ended up with all relatively easy questions on topics he was happy to address, although on several occasions he needed to have the questions repeated. He made a nostalgic and favorable reference to Dick Luger at one point. (laughs) Which, you have to be old enough and enough of a political junkie to know he was like a player in the Senate 
30 years ago, 40 years ago. So it's an old man referencing something nobody around him has any idea what they're talking about. For no apparent reason, he invoked his favorite phrase, he's a lying dog-faced pony soldier. We covered that earlier. Well, he invoked it. He he told a fully 60-second long, incoherent, utterly unfollowable, stuttering, rambling, mumbling tale to lead up to a point that was a non sequitur from the story. He referenced Good Morning Vietnam, but referred to it as a famous song. He repeatedly told stories that didn't clearly illustrate the points he seemed to be trying to make. He whispered dramatically, stumbled, mumbled, and repeated himself repeatedly. He referred to Native Americans as Indians several times and used the phrase the third world before correcting himself on the latter. I guess you're not supposed to. I didn't know you weren't supposed to say third world. He jokingly said to the press, I don't know about you, but I'm going to go to bed. He drove no discernible message favorable to his cause, except perhaps that he wants China to succeed by playing the international rules and norms, hardly a new or newsmaking point. As he seemed to be headed down his own version of Reagan's California Highway, which I guess is a reference to Reagan, obviously, was slipping mentally at the end of his second term, and that's you know been well documented. Biden's staff interceded at the end of the press conference by blurting out that the session was over and killing his mic. Then the Daily Mail fills in, and we'll play that clip here in a second. All the while, Biden continued to speak after the mic had been cut, not realizing his mic had been muted. And then in a bizarre twist, jazz music began to play over the loudspeaker, (laughs) with the 80-year-old still seemingly trying to answer the questions as he continued to speak in the microphone that had been off now for some time. As the president tried to answer a few more questions with the mic off, the music grew louder, prompting Biden to put away his leather-backed folder and shuffle off stage, disappearing behind a black curtain. And uh, Halpern, who again said, this has stopped the press's sort of event. He says, you really should watch the whole thing for yourself and has a link. I haven't watched the whole thing. I will today. Wow. Wow. Um, yeah, well, you, I have you saw more of it. it. You saw yeah. more of it than I did. Do you consider it a stop the press's holy crap what's going on here moment? Uh, mm, yes, although that was a really good dramatic description in watching it, especially the first time it struck me that he was rambling and incoherent and that a staffer stepped in over the mic and ended it mid sentence, which was pretty dramatic. The whole he continued speaking thing after the mic was off, you know, I could see that having spoken many times in public from stages, whatever. You can't always hear what the PA's doing. The music starting, them him still talking. Then they turned up his mic briefly again, and then he wandered off. It was that part was just kind of like who's running this. It well, wasn't I as think, striking to me as his utter lack of coherence. I think that's the question: who was running these things? And. Does the president decide how long he's going to answer a question or to someone else? Yeah, well, that's well, he said, as, as you heard in that previous clip, um, you know, I'm just following orders. Uh, the New York Times actually am scrolling and scrolling and scrolling. At one point, they did have a feature on how tiring world travel can be for a president. Um, and at the very, very end, they get to. Um, examples specific examples which is an odd way to write a story since normally you would cite the examples and then extrapolate from there Uh, i think the clip we're talking about is 50 isn't it uh do you have the list yeah go ahead and run that one michael but i tell you what i don't know about you but i'm going to go to bed what did you talk about mr lee you said you spoke to number two from china who was 
Yeah, we talked. We talked about. We talked about at the conference overall. We talked about stability. We talked about making sure that the third world, the uh, excuse me, third world, the uh, the the, uh, the southern hemisphere had access to change. It had access. It wasn't confrontational at all. You can thank, thank you, everybody. This ends the count press thank conference. Thanks, everyone. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, and then really we cut it for some reason. But the headline, the Times, I found it is, It is evening, isn't it? An 80-year-old president's whirlwind trip. President Biden went to Asia with a diplomatic to-do list, but he also wanted to show he remains up to the rigors of globe-trotting statesmanship. And then you get 23 uh, paragraphs into the story. And, you know, I've got to scroll way the hell down after long scheduling this and the president's priority is that. Blah, blah, blah. Finally, even if Mr. Biden's age wasn't a topic of conversation among his aides, it was apparently on the mind of at least one other leader. They quote the one of the, the Vietnamese guys uh, who says, oh, you're as strong. You look even better than the last time I saw you. And then finally, 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 at the end of the article, they get into the news conference uh, not all of his responses were direct, however. At one point, he invoked John Wayne in a long soliloquy about the evolving global view on climate change. Uh, you've heard it. Do you, did you hear me do that? A, a, a long soliloquy about the evolving global view on climate change. How about uh, one more time? My brother was having loving, famous... My brother was having famous lines from these movies that he always quotes, you know, and one of them is there's a movie about John Wayne as an Indian scout, and they're trying to get, I think it was the Apache, and one of the great tribes of America back on the reservation, and he's standing with a union. So he's, they're all on their, they're on their horses and their saddles, and there's three or four Indians in headdresses, and the Union soldiers are basically saying to the Indians, come with me, we'll take care of you, we'll, everything will be good. And the Indian scout, the Indian looks at John Wayne and points to the Union soldier and says he's a lying dog-faced pony soldier. Well, there's a lot of lying dog-faced pony soldiers out there about, about global warming, but not anymore. All of a sudden, they're all realizing it's a problem, and there's nothing like seeing the light. Again, the New York Times characterizes that as a long soliloquy about the evolving global view on climate change. <laughs> Oh, jeez. Oh, boy. Wow. See, I think that is pretty close to a stop the presses sort of moment. Uh, They can't send him to any more of these things, and they absolutely can't allow him to answer any questions. Send Anthony Blinken for the rest of his term, if he lives that long. You can't. It's it's you can't put him out there well i think you've got cover now she didn't go from china he sent his whatever he's called foreign minister or something like that mm-hmm. we so we do the same and we make some yeah. sort of noises about uh, we're gonna we're doing the same thing china's doing and and not admit that it's because the president he's gone to uh he went to maui and embarrassed himself and then and, uh, and then this in vietnam and so he just can't travel anymore I ask this with seriousness. When was his last strong performance? State of the Union, I would say. Yeah, February. Is that right? Yeah. January, February, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's not good.
And I hate to repeat this because I, I know I'm like a broken record, which uh, if you're a young person, ask your grandparents about. Um, the idea that he's going to run for another term is an absurdity. Uh, unless he runs from his basement, makes no appearances, and if he wins, um, takes the oath of office and immediately resigns. I wonder if they're seriously having, if they're actually having conversations about, we can't put him out there anymore. We've got to figure out a way uh, to spin this. I guarantee there's a very strong faction within the Democratic Party, uh, within probably within the White House staff that's saying that. I'll bet there are 38 Democratic senators who are holding meetings right now discussing that very topic, not to mention the House. What a How weird, could you not? What a weird period we're going through. Holy crap. Yeah. Yeah. Kamala waiting in the wings. And Trump and all his difficulties. Oy vey. The storm and drong. I don't see any escaping it. I feel like I'm in the path of one of those monster hurricanes. All right. It's clear it's not going to miss us. The only question is how bad's it going to be? That is the only that's question. A cheery note, that, huh? That's exactly right. The only question is how, how bad is it going to be? You're absolutely right. Well, give us, maybe I'm being overly pessimistic. Hit us with clip 33, please, uh, Michael. They're talking For about seniors, what you would do as president as being a risk. They're honing in on you. They feel the need to attack because they're scared. And I'm scared that I drank too much wine with this Ambien. <laughs> she has this weirdly drugged pacing to her speech. Have you ever noticed that? She's a... I almost used an unfortunate term for an attractive aging woman. Um, She's just had probably one more glass of Chardonnay than she should have <laughs> at 3.30 on a Tuesday afternoon. <laughs> it does sound a little like that. Uh, yes. Did the governor of New Mexico suspend a constitutional right? It sure looks like it. Among other things on the way. Stay with us. Armstrong and Getty. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good song. The Johnny Carson theme, right? Hey, who wrote that? Skip, who do you think? It's your buddy. Hi, everyone. I'm Paul Anka. And I'm Skip Bronson. And what happens when two old friends take their decades of experience in the business and entertainment worlds and sit down with our buddies? You get our way 
a brand new show from My Heart Podcast where we chop it up with our pals about everything under the sun. Hear about Michael Bublé's entrance into show business. And get business insight from Mark Burnett. Find out what scares my son-in-law, Jason Bateman. And discover the bragging rights that come with beating Michael Jordan at golf. Together, we know just about everybody, including sitting presidents. So join us as we ask the questions they've not been asked before. Tell it like it is, and even sing a song or two. This is our podcast, and we're going to do it our way. Listen to Our Way on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show. should have mentioned this earlier. It was big news, but it happened on Friday, so it seems so long ago, but it happened after we get off the air. The Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals said the Biden administration, the CDC, and the FBI violated First Amendment rights when they tried to influence various social media companies that you can't be putting out certain information about COVID or vaccines or whatever. And of course they did. Of course they violated the First Amendment by doing that. Sure, went way too far. They strong-armed others into doing their censorship for them. And since when can you not have a conversation about these sorts of things? Since when does the First Amendment not protect your right to be wrong or to challenge the conventional wisdom or challenge the words of the government? Uh-oh, little irony there. Oh, that's exactly what the First Amendment's designed to protect. Don't. Man, I just I didn't, never thought I would see it in my lifetime because I'd been... I was aware of how this happened in other countries on how, you know, there's always declaring an emergency and taking more power or violating various rights that had existed in whatever country you're talking about, whether it's Egypt or wherever. Um, Mm -hmm. I've been reading about this my whole life. I didn't think I'd see it happen to this extent in the United States where all of a sudden the FBI and the CDC and the White House are stepping in and basically telling newspapers, here's stories you can print, here are stories you can't print. Oh, right. And saying, remember, we have incredible regulatory authority over you. So please do our bidding. Now, it's worth noting, and this has been one of my favorite, um, you know, discoveries. Not like I discovered it. I discovered it for myself in history. The long history of censorship and the violation of our constitutional rights by the government um, and by private entities, too, working with the government, um, it's it's and this is worth knowing, and this is the point, it is always a fight between liberty and tyranny. There are always forces that are going to want to censor you, take away your rights, silence you, etc. They always have been. Every single part of American history, from the Alien and the Sedition Acts to right-wing censorship in the 20th century, you know, the communist... Uh, what do they call it? The, the the Red Scare, which was actually at least 68% legitimate, but there were excesses there. That fight is ongoing. You know, like uh, various philosophers have said, uh, liberty will die in a generation if it's not protected. It's not permanent, not by any means. So this Fifth Circuit Court says they violated First Amendment rights, uh, but uh, they are allowing 10 days for the Justice Department there's an appeal coming, so we'll see. The, this will go to the Supreme Court, right? Um, if it's appealed, and it is going to be. Yeah, I don't. Although, 
I think I read a fair amount about the Fifth Circuit's because they said there can be some communication about, you know, hey, this is uh, this is misinformation. Just wanted you to know or whatever. It seemed like a decent enough ruling. I'm not an expert. Yeah, that's um, the problem is when is uh, especially because um, uh, I use the example of newspapers where the government doesn't have any contr- can't really threaten a newspaper, but they certainly can threaten these online platforms with changing the rules of the road and so when the government suggests strongly that you do something is that intimidation or not well uh, the only thing i was going to say is it's not going to go to the supreme court because the supreme court is going to say the fifth circuit court's absolutely right and there's no reason for us to look at this case cool so hopefully this doesn't this doesn't happen the next time we have an emergency that probably will like i say the fight will never end Speaking of emergency powers, what did the governor of New Mexico do over the weekend? If you haven't heard about it, stay tuned. Armstrong and Getty. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good song. The Johnny Carson theme, right? Hey, who wrote that? Skip, who do you think? It's your buddy. Hi, everyone. I'm Paul Anka. And I'm Skip Bronson. And what happens when two old friends take their decades of experience in the business and entertainment worlds and sit down with our buddies? You get our way, a brand new show from My Heart Podcast, where we chop it up with our pals about everything under the sun. Hear about Michael Bublé's entrance into show business. And get business insight from Mark Burnett. Find out what scares my son-in-law, Jason Bateman. And discover the bragging rights that come with beating Michael Jordan at golf. Together, we know just about everything. Everybody, including sitting presidents. So join us as we ask the questions they've not been asked before, tell it like it is, and even sing a song or two. This is our podcast, and we're going to do it our way. Listen to Our Way on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Protesters publicly carrying firearms, defying a 30-day ban by New Mexico's governor. The emergency public health order by Democrat Michelle Lujan Grisham suspending both open and concealed guns, excluding law enforcement and licensed security. Two gun groups joined by local residents filing lawsuits calling the order unconstitutional. The NRA says the New Mexico Bill of Rights guarantees the right to keep and bear arms for security, defense, and all other lawful purposes. Well, they must not have heard when the governor of New Mexico said, quote, no constitutional right, in my view, including my oath, is intended to be absolute. Out loud, she said that? Yeah, that's a heck of a thing to say. I kid, of course. We've uh, talked about this a bit already today. It was an absolutely shockingly honest expression of what her side well that's kind of a sub side not all lefties think this way i want to be fair there is a view that the constitution is a suggestion 
that rights are conditional. They're not natural rights granted by God. The government, in fact, this was the progressive view in the 20th century. Tim Sandifer can talk exhaustively about it. Your so-called rights are what the government decides they are. And she was just saying it out loud. This is an emergency, and so I'm suspending your rights. Well, Ted Lieu, congressperson of California, who's got a 100% rating on this issue for lefties, you know. Guns, you mean? Guns, yeah. Yeah. Said, I support gun safety laws. However, this order from governor of New Mexico violates the U.S. Constitution. No state in the union can suspend the federal constitution. There's no such thing as a state public health emergency exception to the U.S. Constitution. That's beautifully put, Ted. I congratulate you on, you know, you and I disagree on a hell of a lot of things, but that's beautifully put. Well said. Uh, yeah, it was uh, it was remarkable. I think the fact that this is New Mexico, um, she's an evil governor. Her COVID restrictions were draconian, unconstitutional, unfair. We've got a handful of listeners in Albuquerque who've kept us up to date on this. But the population's so small, she doesn't get a lot of attention. But she is a wackadoodle. <laughs> I mean, like Gavin Newsom, I would say, is uh, I mean, he has the ability to to wreak much more evil because the population of the state is so big. But, yeah, the media conveniently ignored this story. It's extraordinary. Um, let's let's run some of the tape of her. She was getting grilled by reporters there uh, in the, the land of Breaking Bad. Um, and, you know, uh, enjoy the incoherence of her point of view how there's never any if we do this that will happen there's like no cause and effect at all it's just about feelings and doing something why don't we start with 60. all the examples you cited are crimes kids shooting at other kids shooting from cars so what's the value of the civil order why not just do better law enforcement both the value of the order is is that I'm, it gives me three things one it says it's a statewide issue and it's a message to everyone to start leveraging their resources and arresting people two the jurisdictions come at this including with the doj restrictions differently without the leveraging and the additional resources arresting and where do they go we got to make sure that everyone is bumping up their services it's a message to the uh, metropolitan detention center it's a message to the hmos you better figure out treatment we have been sort of stalled out to your point, this order basically says stop stalling out. And to your point, just arrest everyone. Well, I also have to have the ability. I can't arrest everyone. There are literally too many people to arrest. Uh, follow up, <laughs> Madam Governor. Uh, what the F are you talking about? So I've We're heard gonna, that. It's a message to the HMOs. I think I've heard that five times between yesterday and today. I don't, and I don't understand, you know, state bureaucracy, certainly, and certainly not in that state. But I don't know what she's talking about. Uh, it's the same question as a lot of gun laws, though, at the root of it is how is stopping law abiding citizens from the rights that they had up until five minutes ago from carrying their gun going to stop any of these shootings? None of the people shooting kids, which is an 11 year old that got shot and killed that that made her act, uh, made her take this action. Uh, they've had a spate of shootings. Um, none of those people would have been affected by your law because they don't care. People who will violate the most 
horrendous laws of or, or commit the most horrendous acts that violate the laws of God and man, murdering a human. Will, however, follow misdemeanor paperwork laws about registration and stuff like that. It's just I don't get it. And here's the crazy troubling part. Just give us 62 and 63 back to back, Michael, please. You took an oath to the Constitution. Isn't it unconstitutional to say you cannot exercise your, your carry license? With one exception, and that is if there's an emergency, and I've declared an emergency for a temporary amount of time, I can invoke additional powers. No constitutional right, in my view, including my oath, is intended to be absolute. There are restrictions on free speech. There are restrictions on my freedoms. In this emergency, this 11-year-old and all these parents who have lost all these children, they deserve my attention to have the debate about whether or not in an emergency we can create a safer environment. Because what about their constitutional rights? I took an oath to uphold those two. None of that stuff fits together, all right? So none of that stuff fits together. That um, was incoherent. <laughs> right. They deserve a debate. Okay, you can have a debate, but this wasn't a debate. You went ahead and suspended the constitutional right. If you want to have a debate about it, uh, go ahead before you take the action. And then the, you know, I need to make the, the, the these people safe. How is this going to make them safer? Yeah, you, you need to explain that. How is this possibly going to make anybody safer? Um, none of that holds together. As, you know, I've I've never understood how... Whenever there's a horrifying shooting, there's always a move to pass some law that wouldn't have stopped the shooting that started the conversation in the first place. I've always been confused by that. Right. Uh, but it's just as regular as clockwork. For for a governor, for anyone to say out loud, um, the Constitution, in, not, not in, in my opinion, is not absolute. <laughs> I mean, it's... It's just a heck of a thing to say out loud. Well, it gets suspended when she has an emergency. Then that's okay. To quote Jonathan Turley, Democratic leaders have increasingly turned to a claim used successfully during the pandemic in declaring a health emergency to maximize unilateral authority of governors. There have also been calls to declare racism a public health emergency supported by groups like the American Public Health Association. Transgender programs have also been declared a public health emergency by some groups. The motivation behind many of these calls is not to negate constitutional rights, but the question is whether such declarations allow governor's discretion to suspend or curtail, uh, curtail individual rights. It's, it's almost tiring to go back to this because it is such a basic point of history claiming an emergency is how they get you to allow your rights to be suspended and and fake emergencies or overstated emergencies are the oldest play in the book i mean it's and again why am i why am i uh, get off my lawn just because i've been studying this for several decades now doesn't mean people who haven't been should be yelled at <laughs> this is what they always do the, the the Martian invasion or the communists or the rise of China or the COVID or a thousand other things are such an, the, the tragic shootings in Albuquerque. And they are tragic. There's such an emergency. I'm afraid we have to, for a limited time, suspend your rights. That is as old and, and time honored as running your halfback off tackle. 
to celebrate the beginning of the NFL season. It's like the basic play. It was interesting to hear, uh, as a guy who lives in California, it was interesting to hear the press pushing back against the lefty governor the way they did there, because I, I never hear that. Well, right. Yeah, that's yeah, that's an interesting point, because, you know, if you're not familiar with this during covid, the, the state of California Constitution spells out specifically what an emergency is and when the state can take authorities over counties and that sort of thing. And uh, the quote unquote emergency over covid was over for many, many, many months. And Gavin Newsom was still exercising uh, emergency powers. And the fact that the courts let him get away with it uh, basically is outrageous. Um, so it's not like this is some theoretical discussion about an odd governor in a small city in an unpopulated state. We saw this all over the country, this lust for, you know, extra constitutional power during COVID. This is not a theoretical threat. So some of it is all the stuff you just said. And then I think some of it is we've just moved into this era where presidents and now governors, I guess, you just gesture to your people how you care about things by doing things oh. you know will get turned down by the courts. But that's okay, because you made it clear to everyone that this is you're on their side by saying, I'm going to eliminate school loans, even though you knew it couldn't happen. Your own party speaker of the House had said it couldn't happen legally. You do it anyway, knowing it doesn't, is, care. It doesn't yeah. matter if it's going to get shot down. That is a fine and astute point. I saw a great example of that the other day. It wasn't like uh, unconstitutional, although... You're right. You just you say, I will do this because it is right, even though it's wildly unconstitutional. And it's just so bad. It's bad for everybody to do that. Um, it's like threatening to kill somebody with a straight face. You just right. it's, it shouldn't yeah. be done. I, there was another thing of, oh, it was last week. I can't remember. But it was the Biden administration announced the plan to do something. They were going to push for something else. Some, you know, great, generous program. And I thought that's never going to get passed. It's never going to get through. But it's a similar game. You create a wildly unrealistic expectation for something to happen, generally something to be given to a constituency of people. And then when the inevitable happens, and whether it's the courts or the votes or the law of gravity or whatever that present, prevents your completely fanciful program from happening you get to say you would have had that but for the crooked courts and the mean selfish republicans and the whatever just, oh i wanted to give that to you so badly right. and the dopey voters or the voters who just don't have a grasp of reality think wow Damn, the Democrats were going to do good things for me, and now it's been ruined. So creating those false and ridiculous expectations is just now that's, well, getting back to the basic play. We run first and second down, then we throw third down if we have to. I mean, it's like really basic politics now, and it's so dishonest. And then your receiver drops the ball. Did you see that statistically... That guy for the Kansas City Chiefs had one of the worst games in many, many, many years of any receiver in the NFL. No. Yeah. No, missed he it. Got, he got ranked as one of the worst performances by a receiver in modern history. Oh. The number of drops he had the other night in the Chiefs game. Anyway, which kind of brings me to this. I think you tweeted this out. Yeah, you did. Or somebody did on our Twitter feed. We have people. Um, <laughs> the, new, the new Boston Dynamics robot that plays soccer. Have oh. you seen that? I couldn't sleep for three days after seeing that. 
Holy cow, people. That was something. This is it's uh, is Boston Dynamics actually a film studio that creates pranks? Right. Because this this robot is playing <laughs> soccer like better than the best soccer player I've ever oh, yeah. seen. Oh, yeah. Fluid movements. Nobody's as nimble as this robot is. It's not possible. We got to post that for people at uh, a link at armstrongandgetty.com if they're not Twitter, uh, you know, aficionados or something. It, seriously, it's terrifying. Robot armies will soon be, I was going to say marching. No, they'll be sprinting, leaping boulders, climbing trees across the landscape, coming for our vital organs or, or our uh, you know, precious juices or whatever they want out of us, and we'll not be able to resist. Right. AI-controlled Boston Dynamics robot armies. You know, that's right. I can't, I'm usually the person that thinks of this, but didn't even think about it. Obviously, the goal is not to create the world's best soccer players. We are China and China, and everybody else is going to have the best soldiers that have ever existed. And you would send into the you know jungles of Vietnam in 1968 a hundred of these that can climb and run and flip around. And, oh, my God. That sure, and if one was eliminated, you would get the uh, that word, and you would send another one out or another hundred or whatever, and, you know, wreaking death and destruction. Sure. Yeah. We will finish strong next. Armstrong and Getty. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good song. The Johnny Carson theme, right? Hey, who wrote that? Skip, who do you think? It's your buddy. Hi, everyone. I'm Paul Anka. And I'm Skip Bronson. And what happens when two old friends take their decades of experience in the business and entertainment worlds and sit down with our buddies? You get Our Way, a brand new show from My Heart Podcast, where we chop it up with our pals about everything under the sun. Hear about Michael Bublé's entrance into show business. And get business insight from Mark Burnett. Find out what scares my son-in-law, Jason Bateman. And discover the bragging rights that come with beating Michael Jordan at golf. Together, we know just about everything everybody including sitting presidents so join us as we ask the questions they've not been asked before tell it like it is and even sing a song or two this is our podcast and we're going to do it our way listen to our way on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts the armstrong and getty show Yes. 125,000 Cubans yeah. came in a matter of six months. It puts tremendous stress on, on, on a city, on a community, on the social services. They need to be resettled elsewhere. They need, right? to, they need to be out. We're this spread, massive yeah. country. Well, and it's only going to get worse with global warming and climate change because people can't live in certain parts of this world. It's the hens of the view saying that uh, the uh, immigrants coming across the border need to be settled elsewhere. It's spread them out across the country. It's in New York. It's uh, too many in New York. 
I don't even know what to say. The left has discovered immigration issues and how expensive it is and disruptive. And now they're saying, you got to spread these people out. Oh, my God. I saw... How can people be so stupid and blind? I don't get it. I saw another clip of Eric Adams, the mayor, over the weekend saying, this is this is draining all of our services in the city. None of our services can keep up with this. Yes, that is exactly the case for every one of those towns down in Texas, New Mexico, Arizona, and, and most of California that have been dealing with this for decades. Yes, the very same problem. Congratulations on discovering it. And we've kind of underplayed the Biden administration's bizarre, ludicrous remain in Texas policy that they floated. We'll put ankle bracelets on these people and not let them cross the border out of Texas. What? That's not a thing, as the kids say. I say final, you say thoughts, final, 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 Man, you left early on Friday because you had to take off, and uh, you missed us discussing all kinds of great inbreeding information about the Habsburg jaw. I don't know if you know about the Habsburg jaw. I know something about it. Yes. Yeah. Good stuff. Uh, here's your host for Final Thoughts, Joe Getty. You know, I wondered why we were getting emails about incest. Now I, now I know. Mm-hmm. So you see what happens, folks? I leave? Oh, boy. Hey, let's get a final thought from everybody on the crew to wrap things up for the day. There he is, Michelangelo, our technical director. Michael? Okay, I'm just wondering, what will it take if Biden starts having a conversation with the podium, just has, starts talking to it, will they finally admit, okay, this guy can't be president anymore? At what point will people just run up there and say, get him out of here, you know? I think they realized it. They haven't admitted it, but they realized it over the weekend. But there definitely uh, could be a moment like that where there's just absolutely no ignoring it anymore. That could happen any day. Right. Katie Green, our esteemed newswoman. Katie, a final thought? I'm taking off for the next two days because it's my mom's birthday. So I'll be in Idaho. Oh, good for you. I'll see you guys on Thursday. Shout out to all our friends in Idaho, including the Green family. Jack, a final thought for us? Apropos of nothing, one of my favorite all-time musicians died over the weekend that you've never heard of. Charlie Robeson is his name. So if you're ever on uh, you know, one of your music streaming services and you like Americana type of music, check him out. He was awesome. Yeah, terrific. Um, My final thought is I was going to make a uh, whirlwind trip over the weekend. My flight to the destination got canceled. And then, ironically, if I'd gotten there, my flight home got canceled. My wife was also flying. They lost her luggage temporarily. And she missed a connection because the plane was late because of a catering issue. Ain't travel grand? Oh, man. Flying is rough right now. Not for a long time. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people have thanked so little time. Thank you so much for being here. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. The hot links are terrific, as always, today. Drop us a note. Mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. Pick up some swag, like a Things Are Getting Weird Fast t-shirt. We'll see you tomorrow. God bless America. Armstrong and Getty. They're locking up my toothpaste. <laughs> They're loco. Ephemeral and malodorous. It's 100 on the crazy meter. No, 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 no. No. What do we want to be? Losers? Or winners. The ass of big guy. I want winners. You're a loser. That's right. Ah. End of quote. Repeat the line. Ah. <laughs> but I tell you what, I don't know about you, but I'm going to go to bed. Okay. And on that possibly nightmare-inducing note. Thank you all very much. Armstrong and Getty. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. One of the best shows of the year, according to Apple, Amazon and Time, is back for another round. We had a big bear of a man, who's called Mal Evans, who's on roadie. And uh, <clears throat> I was coming back on the plane and he said, will you pass the salt and pepper? And I misheard him. <laughs> I said, what? Sergeant Pepper? Listen to season two of McCartney, A Life in Lyrics on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. My name is Chris Moody, host of the new podcast, Finding Matt Drudge. I'll be taking you on a journey to find the mysterious media mogul Matt Drudge, founder of The Drudge Report. Along the way, I'll talk to people who have worked with him, dined with him, and fought with him, taking listeners into private conversations, all in an attempt to get a better understanding of who Drudge is and what motivates him. Hopefully, he'll even sit down with us. Listen to Finding Matt Drudge on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.